money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Red? I'm ready to talk money. It's just the continuing conversation that uh, we started with Brent Vandermeer. And if you missed the last show, I think, uh, you know, I I don't want to say put it on pause because I never want to say put it on pause. But um, we had a great show uh, talking to Brent about some really important heart issues around investing. And, and we're going to introduce Brent in a few minutes. But And he had a great explanation of, of inflation mm-hmm. that we're not going to reiterate, but it was it helped me understand it a lot better. So yeah, so, so this is kind of part two uh, with, with Brent, uh, Brent Vandermeer. He's the primary over at Crosspoint Financial. Brent, you're going to tell us a little bit more about that. So why don't you do that? Tell us about what you do and, and just a quick summary. Well, hey guys, it's so good to be here with you again, and uh, it's always an honor. So thanks, thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm a managing partner of Crosspoint Financial. Uh, we're a boutique, so wealth management firm. We manage uh, money for people, build investment por- por- portfolios, and uh, do a lot of financial planning. And um, like I said last time, we, we're really excited about finding people's purpose for their money. So not just figuring out what's the best thing to own and what's the best rate of return we can get, although we love that. And we do, I think, pretty good work on that side mm-hmm. too. But um, we really want to understand the why behind people, uh, people's money and mm-hmm. why they're saving. What's it going to do? What's the job that it's been given? And therefore running you know, some numbers and planning to say, what? how much are you going to need? And mm-hmm. especially then being able to say, you've made it, right? You have mm-hmm. enough and you've been stewardly with what you've been given. Now, what else could you do with it, right? right. Who would you like to give to, whether it's your kids or other family or charities? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. that's a fun and exciting thing for for me and probably my, my second half of my uh, working life to be able to say, how much can I help people now figure out not only taking care of themselves and being stewardly with what they've been giving, but how they can be a blessing to mm-hmm. others as well. And that's an exciting uh, thing for me to embark on personally as I work with clients over the next few years. Good. So if you missed the, the last show with Brent, morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, notmine.ca, of course, on your podcasting platform, wherever you get your podcasts. And and just, uh, we put Brent's name in the title. So Brent Vandermeer, Crosspoint, you'll find it there if you search that. So it's really great to have you back, Brent. And I was thinking, as you were saying, you know, this is where our relationship really crosses over. I mean, what we do at More Than Enough is is help people to to see the importance of savings and managing their cash flow and that that kind of day to day running and and what happens there. Um, and then we know, and one of our mantras is give every dollar a name, right? So we want to give every dollar a name. And you get to kind of continue that conversation because your purpose is to, to find purpose in people's saving. So in that saving component where you're saving and investing and growing, you're saying, hey, we want to find purpose for that money too. And so I just, it's great. It's why we love hanging out together and talking about, <laughs> you know, what do we do with those clients that now have more than enough? That's, uh, and, and how can we give purpose to their, their, their longer term investments? We're 
talking a little bit about legacy today. So we're going to move to that legacy piece and saying, what is that? Right. You know, and so maybe we can start with Reb. I think you have a verse, don't you? Of course you I do. Share? Yeah, I do. And I think it's a legacy verse. If Well, uh, it's a whole okay. chapter from Deuteronomy 6. So I highly recommend you guys all go read it because mm-hmm. um, there are different things that popped out to me about that passage when Jesus, um, well, the Lord is speaking to his people mm. and it's, he's talking about the greatest commandment and loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then he talks about commanding, that he's commanding the people, um, these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign in your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build, Houses full of all good things which you did not fill, hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. When you have eaten and are full, then beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oaths in his name. Anyway, he goes on. But what struck me about this, number one, um, you know, we're our legacy even of what we talked about last week of investing inflation, you know, our legacy is to teach our kids. Mm. And in this context, we're teaching them to love the Lord, our, our God, with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, and t- to remind them of the faithfulness of the Lord, what God has given, what he's done, and um, not forgetting. Last week, um, from mm. the passage in Mark 8, Jesus actually says to the disciples, do you not remember? Have you not, have you not understood? And then, and then when I come back to this Deuteronomy six, and so he says, you know, tell your kids, it's a legacy. This is my legacy to you because I don't want you to forget because when you are in the land eating and drinking from things and, and, and finances and provision that you didn't take, get for yourself. So, you know, if we've been handed down a house or an inheritance, or um, this provision that has come through the years, whether it's spiritual or physical, don't forget. You know, that's a, I beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. Don't forget who has given this land to you. Don't forget that I'm the God who saves. Don't forget that my relation, you and me together, loving me and me loving you is more important than anything. And when you're living in this land of plenty and bounty, which even in the midst of our inflation discussion and rising costs, we still live in a place of plenty. Mm. We still we still can put some gas in the vehicles. We still can think about going on a holiday. We still can think about saving money. And how are we to plan for the future, which is why Brent's here to talk about that today. But lest we forget the Lord who brought us out. And I just think it's a warning, just like last week's was a bit of a warning. Do you not remember? Have you not understood that God is the faithful one who provides? And 
whoever's listening today, whether you have a lot, whether you're on the Brent Vandermeer spectrum where you're like, I've got more than enough. What do I do with it mm-hmm. so that I can have enough and more than enough to pass to my kids and maybe charities and community? Maybe you're on the spectrum where David and I see more through our office that we're just living day to day and we're having trouble buying food. And neither is neither is bad, but we what what end we're on, what end of that spectrum we're on, he's saying the same thing. Don't forget, I am the good father who provides for you. Don't forget. Mm. Don't misunderstand. Remember what's important. So Brent, here here's the question then, right? So as as Reb is talking about that, I'm thinking, so First, I think we need to just define what does legacy mean? Like what, what, what does that mean for you and the clients that you work with when they're coming to you with, with the, the access or the, the growth and saying, hey, I want to grow that? How do you approach that, that uh, whole definition of, of legacy? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great, great question, Dave. And Reb, what, what a beautiful um, heartfelt interpretation you have of this because it's so interesting right and uh that it sometimes it's not even what we build is a powerful mm-hmm. product that stuck out to me there right mm-hmm. something you've just been given mm-hmm. that you didn't build and yet that comes from god too and mm-hmm. recognizing that and holding that loosely and not becoming prideful about that and uh, money and the work that we do it, it, it is that's probably the number one thing even even for me as an advisor working with money all my life it's about keeping that loosely connected from who I am and in, in, it doesn't define me. It doesn't, mm. you know, for, it's just a tool that we use to try to do good in the world. Right. And uh, yeah. So whether one has it or doesn't have it is an Im- immaterial thing in terms of, in terms of their worth and, uh, mm-hmm. and how they are loved by our father in heaven. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's probably the first thing. Um, legacy though. Yeah. I mean, for us practically we'll get into this of course but it is the money right that we're going to pass on but of course we know it's more than the money too right uh for me i've just been learning as my kids age too it's it's all about to me like the love that we pass on so the love can be expressed in so many different ways to me right like what the gifts of wisdom that we can pass on to our kids the depth of the relationships that we have with them um that that beyond our age and when we pass on those relationships and that love will linger past when our bodies are no longer here, right? And they'll mm-hmm. feel it and they'll remember. So sort of legacy being like a story of, of, of a life well-lived. And, uh, and so all that said, I mean, in my line of work still, money is interwoven into all of mm-hmm. these parts of people's lives, right? And so we need to talk about the money too, um, because it often, it comes down to that topic and, mm-hmm. and how to steward it well into the next generation is is such a challenging thing and i'm i've I've been facing it a lot in the last while really becoming uh uh excited about working through this topic with more people both on the younger professional sort of my age mid 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 40s and saying we got kids we're raising and if you've reached a level of success you're struggling maybe with how do i raise my kids so they're not spoiled how do i i have means to give them good things how do i make sure that they grow up Maybe the same way that that I feel I did with an entrepreneurial drive and a need to want to try to do well and make make my way. How do you yet give them things because you can give them that head start or that, um, and yet not spoil them, right? And, and what a challenge. And the same way those who are older and have grown kids and um, or that middle kind of grown age too, going, well, how do I? I don't want to 
give all this money that I might've accumulated to them when I die. Like at that point, A, I won't be able to enjoy seeing them enjoy it or do good things with it or, or, um, they'll have grown to a point where they won't need it as much anymore. And so we know it's an inevitability that it's going to pass to someone. Um, why don't we proactively plan for that and, and, and think more around, well, how much do you need and what is the excess, therefore, that can cascade down into different buckets, different jobs that we're giving it, like you said earlier, Dave, that mm-hmm. maybe can be given now. And yet in that, the challenges around, like, is it right to buy, not, right's the wrong word, but that's what people will say, is it right to buy my kids a house to help them get ahead. If I have mm. that kind of money, it's so hard to buy a house now. How are they going to do it otherwise? Mm. Right. And all these thoughts that get wrapped up into that and then wrestling through the hard issues. Cause I said a second ago, there is no right or wrong mm. and every kid is different. And it's a matter of working through and discussing and saying, what are the things I need to be aware of to make that choice? Do I give that to them now? And maybe it's a really amazing thing for some and maybe it's not the right thing for others. And, and how do we determine that? And so. Wisdom is really needed and um, to discern what the right thing to do is. And that's part of this legacy. You know, is it now? Is it later? And, and, and do, how do I talk with them about that? How do I prepare them to be the recipients maybe of a substantial amount of money? And I, and I think maybe Deuteronomy 6 is a good place to start because, you know, I hear the echo of what you're saying, you're kind of echoing through God saying to the Israelite nation, listen, guys, you know, you're going to work hard and then there's going to be a generation that's going to come that they didn't build the cities. You know, maybe yeah. it was the generation before that did all the building or the, the, the generation before that that traveled through the desert. And, and really what God's saying, you know, here is, is don't forget and, and don't forget yeah. where the source is here. Right. So God, God has, of course, the, uh, the, the saying, the source is me. Don't forget me. And I love, as you read through Deuteronomy 6, you know, God's saying very clearly, you know, one of the things that we want to recognize is, is that we do this and we, we you know, he's created these um, commands that, that are for the good of everyone so that there are no poor among the nation of Israel. I mean, a good, a good theme through that, that, those commands in Deuteronomy is so that there'll be no poor among you, so that you can live a life that is glorifying to God. And I love what you said when we think about money is just a tool to do good. And uh, I mean, that just letting that one land, you know, money is a tool to do good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether, however, whatever word you want, money is a tool to show love, um, you know, that can get distorted. But I love that money is a tool mm-hmm. to do good. So, so. That's a good one. I'm going to keep that one, Brent. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I wrote. I didn't make it up myself. <laughs> I, well, I love it. So I, uh, I wrote that one down. Yeah. Um, but well, it, and, and, yeah, go sorry, ahead. Oh, no, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, no I, I was just going to add that when you're talking about the the Deuteronomy six, I mean, we can kind of cheat because we've read ahead and we know sometimes <laughs> it doesn't work out, right? And no. and it gets taken away from them when they forget, and that I think is a really good warning that we see that. Now we're talking, I guess the Bible is talking about this, this human behavior, the sinful nature that we all have down to now too, where we see kids who just, it doesn't work out, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the great fear and opportunity that parents have sometimes of saying, how do I, how do I hope, or how do I prepare them so that that doesn't become their See, and I, I just hear all of this and like, I guess I always bring it back to this, but it really is about our individual walk with the Lord and walking so intimately with him that he will direct 
us with each of our children and he'll direct us with what we have. Like I was just reading one of the next verses, verse six, uh, 18, you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with you and that you may go in and possess the good land of which the Lord swore to you, to your fathers. I mean, it's, it's interesting, but here it is hedged on this covenant promise that God made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the, we do the good things, and there are promises that God has given to us through the generations, you know, um, to do good. And we can release our kids. We can release and hold it lightly, like you've already said. You know, if we've received it from other generations, we keep holding it lightly. We don't take pride in this legacy, but we trust in the faithfulness of God and the faithful covenant to us. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's really key. Even if we blow it, even if we're not hearing right, even if we spoil our kids or not spoil them or we're too hard or not hard and, you know, like, I, I don't know. I These questions are really hard. I've always said it to Dave. These money questions are always challenging for me. And it really comes down to, ah, my quiet space with God to hear from him and hear and read. What are you saying to me? What are you saying for my child today um, who is like this, this, and this? And I think I'm going to spoil him if I offer this to them. Yeah, and one of, I mean, one of the things that uh, we say often in our office is, is that your money story is, is more caught than it is taught. And, and what we mean by that is, is that, you know, our kids and our grandkids do watch how we relate to money, how we, what we're doing. And, and so, you know, even opening up the conversation and, you know, with the family around the table doesn't have to be every week, like in our house, but, you know, periodically <laughs> uh, to, to just open up the conversation and say, hey, guys, we're actually thinking about, you know, what's going to happen in terms of retirement and legacy and, and having some of that discussion um, you know, around the table with the kids praying together as a family about, you know, we have some extra money and we want to do good with it. So let's let's decide as a family that we do that. What does that look like? And that may mean hey, we're going to invest that money, you know, and, and we're going to watch it grow and do something. And that may be 10 years down the road that um, that money will actually be distributed or be worked. Again, as the Lord leads and as you, you know, as you ask the question, both of the Lord and, and uh, again, as a family, I think that's well, really important. And that leads to one of the questions we actually wrote down and talk, talked about what, Brent, what do, what do families ask themselves in terms of leaving legacy? Like when you're talking to your clients, what, what kind of questions are there that need to be asked? Well, that's a great question. Yeah, I think uh, we're just really trying to peel back the layers on this one ourselves as a firm. And um, <clears throat> there's been a few really good books written on the topic lately. Um and, and we're going to start to work that through with our clients and put some packages together. And so on our website, we'll probably have some links and things in a short while. Um, one of them, one of the things that we're starting to help to have this discussion to facilitate actually is by hosting a family meeting for people. Because right. sometimes people say, mm-hmm. I don't know how to do this. And 
you know, I'll just tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm learning as we go, right? <laughs> that, because uh, it really depends on well, what age is the family? Like we've been doing stuff with our kids and, and I know Dave and Reb, you've done similar. You just talked about it a little bit, sitting down at various times of the year and saying, let's talk about it. I mean, I have pretty young kids from down from age eight up to 15, but we still, at whatever level they're at, we try to engage on mm-hmm. some of those money topics and not as well as I would like, you know, um, it's sometimes the cobbler's kids with the bad shoes, right? But we try, <laughs> right? We try. And and small things like at, at, at Christmas, we'll get the World Vision catalog out and say, okay, well, this is the budget this year for giving. And we do stuff during the year, but we always try to say, let's let's cut all the little pieces of the catalog out and the kids can pick. They have a budget that they're given and they can figure out how to divide it all up, right? Mm-hmm. How many chickens or how many school mm-hmm. packages or how many uh, girls clothing things or whatever it is, right? And they and you see their passions and things that come out and what they pick. And we talk about it. And this is a small little thing. Um, but then things as as you know, you build potentially a giving plan. If, if a if a family doesn't have like a strategy written out about who do what like each year, mm-hmm. how much do we want to give? And it uh, doesn't matter the number, right? But then who do we give to and how do we how do we decide that? What go, like what who goes on the list and what allocation they get of the budget, you know, and and sitting through and maybe involving the kids in in that discussion, whether they're grown kids or younger, is is still a really good thing. Um and so then the next one really depends on the ages of the kids too, but starting to involve, we've been working more with more and more clients who are involving their kids in um, these family meetings saying, this is this is the family's philosophy around money. Like this is how mom and dad have done it. And and we've been thinking about, you know, that it's not ours, it's it's God's, or um, it's been built by this business. And, and now we want to do X, Y, and Z with it that, you know, here's, because it's it's x amount maybe it's a lot of money that we're not going to need at all what are some of the things that we could start to do now as a family because at some point it's going to be passed down and and mm-hmm. we don't want any surprises to come up with that right if you if you end up deciding you're going to give all your money away to charity well you probably should let your kids know that before you die because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not going to be a nice meeting i'll tell you when they get their will and they realize they left me nothing and you question well why did you leave me nothing and or even just the concept of adding a charity as another child right and getting a percentage mm-hmm. if you haven't talked about that with your kids it's going to be a real surprise and you missed an opportunity to share what your heart was about and why you wanted to do that and the hope is that especially if people have set up uh, endowments or foundations that will go on for years later, they you have to train your kids and how you might want them to consider because it'll be their choice, not yours. You won't be here mm-hmm. anymore, but right. you want to bring them up into that idea of how do you manage this money? How have we done it? And, um, you know, I've had some really great meetings in the last year or two, um, last, last month actually, where clients have invited their grown kids into the meetings just to see, how these meetings with these kind of quote scary financial mm-hmm. um, advisors go? Like, what kind of questions do they ask? What kind of information does the advisor give? And what questions do they ask of them? And then we've had some time where they can ask questions, like where where the kids can learn a bit and 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 ask some questions about well, why this or why 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 mom do you think this way and dad you think that way? I picked that up in your questions, and um, it's been really fun to, to see that. And, that, and, and yeah, sorry. No, sorry, right. I, I just get excited when I hear that because people are talking about it then and they're not waiting till the deathbed and they're planning it out ahead of time and they're communicating, which is part of the legacy 
You know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's it's the heart. You're leaving a legacy of the heart. You're leaving a legacy of the finances. And you're leaving a legacy of the communication around it so that um, I remember Lauren Jackson being on here talking about it because he started uh, the Canadian National Christian Foundation. And right. and they do, you know, a child called charity. You know, they they they, they yeah. that's what they do really well. And he always said, you yeah, man, you got you have to ha- call your kids and tell them what you're doing. You're not asking permission of them. You're telling them what you want to do with the money that God's given you. And and but have that open discussion so that they're still talking to one another after you're dead. So I was I want to jump in. We're the last few minutes here, we, and this is crazy. So There's say. so much to say, but I wanna I wanna encourage you, the listener here. Um, a great example of that that we use very often in our office is Alfred Nobel. So we all know the Nobel Peace Prizes, and and I'm not going to tell the story. I just want to kind of give you some homework to say, um, go look up the story of how the Nobel Peace Prizes actually, you know, or the Nobel. Um, humanity prizes, because there's more than the Peace Prize, uh, obviously, but the, the Nobel Prizes, how they came about and and what was the, the in a sense, the motivation for that? And I'm just going to kind of leave that one there. I won't say too much more. It's a great story. And if you can't find it, just call us. Well worth listening. We'll and tell you. Again, if, if there's another book that I'm going to just drop in there, because that's actually where I first read the story. It was It was in Randy Alcorn's book called The Treasure Principle, and he talks about this idea of legacy in the, in the treasure principle there. So that's another great resource. If, if it really small book, really easy read, but it gets us thinking. And, and I think this is really important. Again, Jesus in the context of Matthew 6, I mean, we can actually hear the words of Deuteronomy 6, mm-hmm. where G, you know, and then we flip to, to Matthew 6. So many years later, like generations later, and Jesus says exactly the same thing. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Oh, and by the way, you can't serve God and money. You can't do both. Mm-hmm. So decide now what you're going to do. And I love that context of in Deuteronomy, we hear God saying one that message and in Matthew, we hear, in a sense, Jesus' updated take on it. Not that it's updated, but different words and going, okay, it's the same thing. And now we can look 2,000 years from those words and still say, they still ring true. They- so even in leaving your legacy, you're asking the question, am I serving God with this legacy that I'm pursuing mm-hmm. and thinking about? Or am I serving mammon? Like, yeah. that's a good question, too. And and Brent, we're uh, you know almost out of time here. We got a few minutes left. I want to thank you again for being here, and and I, I want to kind of give a shout out because as we take that and we say, so we want to build wealth, and we know that it is God that gives us the ability to create wealth. Again, did God says that in Deuteronomy, and and he, he may use Brent, he may use another financial advisor, but the point, the purpose of money, God always has a purpose for it. And so asking him and saying, maybe you need to have that conversation with, with Brent's team and say, you know, hey, I don't know what the purpose of my saving is. I don't know why God's given me the ability to create wealth. And I have to dig into that and I have to start answering that question mm-hmm. long before I die, <laughs> because mm-hmm. after that, it's too late. So thanks again, Brent. Really appreciate you being here. You're very, very welcome. It's an honor. Mm-hmm. Well, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you that you are the one who gives us the ability 
to create wealth. You are the one who gives us the wisdom to to manage and distribute. And and Lord, and a lot of these questions, whether it's the day-to-day, I'm just trying to get to the end of the week with some money in my bank account, or whether you have more than enough and you're thinking about your grandchildren's grandchildren, and you're thinking about those Lord, you are the master and, and the head of all of these things. And we just commit all of this into your name, in Christ's name, and for his glory. And uh, again, I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us, for entering the conversation. We hope it stimulated you. And join us next time when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.